Welcome to the I Love Recruiting Podcast with your host, Adam Roach. Welcome back, everybody, to the I Love Recruiting Podcast. I am your host, Adam Roach, and tonight I have Mr. Eric Forney coming to us live from Indianapolis, Indiana. He is one of the top, actually, I think you are the top agent in the entire state, aren't you? Uh, for Keller Williams, yeah. For Keller yeah, Williams, yeah. gotcha. Yep. Yep. So this guy, uh, not only does he know his real estate knowledge, tonight we're going to talk to you because this podcast is actually going to drop tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. So it's our intention tonight to talk to you uh, as business owners. Uh, we want to talk to the small business owners. We want to talk to business owners. We want to talk to independent contractors about these, these loans that are out there right now. These, these SBA loans, the 7As, the, the, the PPP uh, grants, the uh, EIDL. And Eric is extremely knowledgeable uh, in this space. And so I brought him on to speak to all of us. So Eric, welcome to the show, my friend. Tell us about yourself real quick. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so got into real estate six years ago. Um, I'm somebody who's just obsessive, um, sometimes to, to a fault, obsessive around focus and growth. And um, so I got really involved in learning real estate and that kind of fueled my growth of, mm -hmm. of like you said, becoming the, the number one KW agent uh, within my first four years in, um, in real estate. And so that worked out obviously really well. And then it kind of parlays into um, understanding what this uh, CARES Act look like is um, I look at this as the opportunity for me to be a thought leader and to save a lot of people from a lot of despair by yeah. understanding what it looks like and by positioning um, both my own business and other agents' businesses in an advantageous way for them first to survive and then can they can they retool and restructure in order to, to survive and, and then thrive. That, so, right. so I've kind of taken on that task for myself to understand this. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a good line there, survive, survive and thrive. And so listeners tonight, you know, we have an I Love Recruiting podcast equation and that is recruiting equals influence equals leadership. And it's our, it's our intention and job tonight that we are going to recruit you, to influence you, to go check out what we share with you. And then at the end of the day, uh, we hope that your leadership skill set can then go uh, pay this forward and go help other people too. So Eric, let's dive right into it. So, so whether that's in any of these, let, let's, let's just dive into the to 7A. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what do we know about that? Yeah, so you, you kind of touched on it. So there's three different offerings that, that kind of all roll together. Um, and so the SBA 7A loan is a designation that, um, that is typically associated with um, a disaster uh, relief loan and, and that's um, administered through the Small Business um, Administration. And so um, in this particular instance, the SBA 7A loan, um, as it pertains to the, um, the CARES Act that was released just last week, is it's a, it's a, it can be up to a 30-year um, term at 3.75% uh, percent interest. And uh, it's a $2 million, up to $2 million um, line of credit, essentially, or, or a loan, however you look mm -hmm. at it. Um, and, and that is to be repaid. And, and it's to, to really offset any damages that someone may have suffered either directly or indirectly by way of the coronavirus and right. kind of the corresponding cascade effect of shutdowns. Mm -hmm. So that money you pay back up to $2 million. Gotcha. So, so that is, so who, who is that for? Yeah. 
well, um, <laughs> it's technically small business, um, and and there was some there was some bickering initially when when that was um, pushed out to the house as to like what was the definition of small business. What right. they uh, finally decided on was uh, that's any business with less than five hundred employees, and I think that for just from a semantic standpoint, that's important because it's hard to define 500 business, 500 employees as small business. And because of that, it's imperative that those who are actually small businesses expedite their application process. Because when you open up the ability for um, much, much larger um, businesses to um, utilize resources, you have a much bigger drain on those resources. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they're saying that there's some thought that the, the funds for this um, entire relief plan will be exhausted within 30 days, if not sooner. Right. I know I tried to jump on calls earlier today with Chase because that's who I'm expecting will administer my application mm-hmm. because that's just where we happen to have our, our loan for the businesses or our, our accounts with the business. And, and their webinars were overbooked. Right. Or couldn't even jump on it. I'm like, it's Chase Bank. How did you not anticipate this, right? (laughs) So that's how much demand there is right now. Yeah, same with Wells Fargo. I went on the Wells Fargo's uh, site, and this is not a knock against Wells Fargo. It just is what it is. Uh, They said, yeah, no, no, we we won't have information or a link available, uh, and we don't know when we will have it available, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, fine. All right, so so we know here that the uh, SBA 7A is a disaster relief loan, right? Let's make sure that we clarify that this is an actual loan. Right. So this isn't part that's going to be a grant that will be forgiven. This part is the loan. Correct. And right. I think that you also look at it and, and that might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, it's like getting a secondary mortgage almost on your business at today's interest rates. What we know in, in past um, studies of, of economies is that, you know, when you see helicopter money like this, you see taxation follow. Right. And so with taxation, um, comes basically the ability almost to marginalize your 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 gain on borrowed money so for some business owners who are are still highly um, liquid right now mm-hmm. the SBA loan is a really good opportunity to reposition your business to take I don't want to say take advantage but kind of take advantage of um, potentially some businesses that may not be as soluble as as some business owners are right now especially if they can get that loan yeah, exactly. I'm glad you said that. I, I have some coaching clients that I'm going to use this word loosely, but ego wise said, no, I would never take a handout. What, what would you say to someone that says that right now? Because I'm sure there's some listeners out there that says I'm, I'm, I have enough powder on the side. Um, I'm okay. What yeah. Would you say to yeah. And so, and so do I. And um, what I, what I keep telling people is, is this is like when you were in college and you, you applied for grants and you applied mm-hmm. um, to go to different schools, you, you know, you probably applied for student loans and, and it's like getting awarded a Pell grant and saying, mm-hmm. nah, I'm just going to go ahead and pay student loan debt. Instead. <laughs> like, it's, you're just, you're dumb. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the nicest way, you're letting your mm-hmm. ego get in the way of the long-term viability of your business because we, we just don't know how much solubility you're going to need right now. Mm-hmm. And is it re- is your pride worth um, you turning down the ability to protect your family and your business partners or and or people it's merely so that you can protect your identity? Listen, if you're so prideful about the money, donate it later or, right. or, or return it. 
Right. But but don't have the ability. Like I, I said this earlier today. This is like being on the Titanic and thinking about whether or not now is the time to go after a lifeboat. Like mm-hmm. The lifeboats are only there while they last, and those right. who waited went down with the ship. Yep, they did. Yeah, so, so all those listening right now, and, and I hope that my client who said that, which I will not name names, uh, is listening to this tomorrow, get off the Titanic, right? Yeah. Get off that yeah. Titanic and get on a lifeboat because it's there for a reason, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's shift gears. So that's, this, that's the SBA 7A. Now, uh, if anybody wants to apply for one of those, where, where should they go? Oh gosh, that's part of the that's part of the challenge is mm-hmm. is um, you know all of this rolled out so quickly and a number of the like systemic processes involved with it are are currently either halfway available or not available. However, I would go directly to the SBA um, website if you just of course Google SBA uh, that'll pull up, um, and so I would go directly to the SBA uh, website to apply for that, mm-hmm. or at least be directed to whom administers those in your market. Right. And then what you're going to have to fill out there is you're going to need your corporate name, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to need your EIN number. You're going to need uh, what, what type of corporation you are, an S Corp, a C Corp, a sole proprietorship, so on and so forth. Uh, you're going to have to know some of your numbers too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it really depends on how you're structuring um, everything that you're, you're asking for and the dollar amount that you're requesting. Um, you know, one of the, one of the, um, particular loans. I, and I've, I haven't dug in much to the um, 7A loan, kind of like I have the PPP and the EIDL loan, but um, but the 7A is going to want typically your your gross revenue, your gross operating expenses. Um, and yeah, yeah. And, and what's interesting is, is it's predicated on your ability to affirm that you've uh, been either directly or indirectly affected. So who right. hasn't indirectly been affected is what I'd love to know. <laughs> right. Yeah. The dominoes have been massive with this. Yeah. Okay. So that's what they can do. And then also while you're going through that, there is a checkbox that says, would you like an immediate $10,000? Yeah. Right? Yep. yeah. And you can check that checkbox and assuming that all things go through, that does hit your bank account usually relatively pretty quick. Yeah, they're saying three days and that's the, um, that's the EIDL portion of, um, of this particular product is right. that um, that you get this like almost immediate injection of ten thousand um, dollars, which which is fascinating, uh, just in the sense that like, what kind of position are you in right now, where immediately someone's barking down your door for ten thousand dollars, given the climate we're in? But um, but nonetheless, it, what what is really fascinating to me and what tells me like whatever you're doing, you should regardless of the position you're in and the structure that you're in from a business perspective, you should, you should definitely research that $10,000 EIDL portion that comes Mm -hmm. within three days. And I say that because um, from, from all the initial reports is even if you're denied the 7A loan, you still get $10,000 in an EIDL three day drop. Right. So, I look at it and go, then who doesn't get it if they apply for it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, my, um, I've been told, too, that if you have an EIN number, and now, now, again, I don't know this to be true, so I'm just sharing what I've heard. 
that if you have an EIN number and that has generated some sales or it has income that is coming through, even if it's a pass through, right, or a holding corp, that you still get in there and call it a sole proprietorship. That's right. Right, call yep. it a sole proprietorship and that $10,000 still comes to you. Yeah, of course. Time? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of different um, variations of how you could file um, for for these potential um, grant dollars mm -hmm. and and i'm gonna i guess i'll my disclaimer would be that's between you and your conscience and you and the way you mm -hmm. interpret the content um my my belief is that the intent of the bill itself is to stimulate gdp correct it is not to regulate the bill it is to stimulate gdp so mm -hmm. you not going out and taking um initiative to to apply for these things that you may be eligible for because you're not sure if you fit into this tiny little box is is in direct contrast to the intent of the bill itself correct yeah for sure okay let's uh let's put that one to bed real quick let's move on to the um uh the payroll yeah uh, the payroll the, the ppp right yeah this one's the one that i think is so interesting to ever to to everyone that i'm talking to um because um you know the 7a loan is the way you can you can somewhat you be be playing that infinite game um, from a mindset standpoint that you're borrowing money at a significantly reduced rate today, um, playing playing a long game as long as you're wise about it. The um, payroll protection plan is um, in order for you to stay alive as a mm -hmm. as a business over the course of the next 75 days. So you would do a look back um, on on the last 12 months of your payroll expenses, your rent, utilities, uh, your mortgages, um, and, and a few other um, operating expenses. Uh, divide that by 12, and then take that, as that would be your monthly average, um, mm -hmm. of course, and then multiply that by two and a half, mm -hmm. and that becomes the amount of money that you're, in theory, qualified to uh, get via this PPP program. Um, and then if you are, operate that that money is intended for you to pay your staff and overhead from mm -hmm. a from a minimum viability of overhead right and that money if used for those purposes and substantiated becomes for forgivable or mm -hmm. forgiven and uh there are a ton of questions surrounding what exactly that forgiveness plan looks like and mm -hmm. there's a lot of misinformation and or misunderstanding how we look at it right and that's the one where you have to line up at the bank. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that one is the one where um, my understanding is LLCs and S-Corps tomorrow have the ability to apply um, and obtain that um, tomorrow or I guess what will be Friday the 3rd. Mm -hmm. And sole, uh, sole proprietors uh, are the following week, they're saying. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, what I found yeah. from the CARES Act in general, though, is everyone I've talked to who's attempted to collect one single dollar has been met with massive resistance thus far and or mm -hmm. use any of the terms within the CARES Act, whether it's forbearance, whether it's um, whether it's 401k rollovers, IRA distributions. Everyone has been met with, um, I don't know. Right. And or I don't have that money. I'm sorry. And so mm -hmm. the sooner and the more repetitive you are to seek it, I think the better off. Yeah. I mean, I've heard as many as 30 to 40 million people will be in line. <laughs> yeah, so, I know it's, it's insane. And I was talking with someone today that again, the, the, this is, this is just third party information. Yep. Okay. So I just want to, well, I just want to disclose that, that that line 
will be predicated based on your relationship with the banker. You know, yeah. yeah. You got a good relationship with the banker. That's, that's where you're going to fall in line with this. Uh, And otherwise you're at the back of the line. Yeah. And that that makes sense too, because if you look at it, you know, there's only so much bandwidth Mm -hmm. for each banker to do these applications and they're going to get paid a bump on whatever that, that line is or whatever the origination is. And it, it may also, um, your relationship may also determine your approval mm-hmm. because that that's where you're submitting your paperwork. And so to me, this is where it starts to get really fascinating because there's some ambiguity in the bill itself as it pertains to um, 1099 contractors and as right. it pertains to how um, you calculate what um, the compensation mechanism is for anyone who earned more than 100,000. Right. And so um, how you, are verified on the front end and then how it is recalculated on the forgiveness side, I think will, will really hinge on to your point, that relationship. Mm-hmm. So and from it, my framework, I'd say you go as aggressive as, as you can on the front end. Right now uh, let's, let's either dispel or, or bring truth to this myth. You can actually go to more than one bank. You, you can, you can, you yeah, can go. You can go apply um, until you can get to a pseudo front of the line. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know why you couldn't because, you know, it's all, pay- it would be paid or verified on your EIN. So there, there's right. no reason why you couldn't. I guess the, when I talked with our, with our Chase banker, he had indicated that you had to have had a Chase account open. I think it was February right. 15th or something. So there may be some banks who have their kind of parameters in place, but yeah, I guess to your point, there's no reason why you couldn't. Well, I was, I was talking with someone that said that they're going to actually open it up to anybody because they want to build relationships. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's really smart. They want to lead generate that way, if you will. Yeah, And if, and if you were really um, thinking about how do you get to the front of the line, you'd be strategic in going, okay, well, where would I expect the least amount of fallout is? Mm -hmm. Um, banking wise and go there. Right. So that might be 20, 30, 40 miles outside of your um, metropolitan area to mom and pop community bank where the line's pretty short. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. They have to be FDIC. Insurance, that right? Yeah. 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 I think I've seen that too. Um, okay. So that's the uh, payroll protection plan. What's interesting about that too is, is that's not based on your credit or your ability or willingness to repay it. Right. And it's not even personally guaranteed. So when I hear that, as you know, Adam, I like to live in the gray on most everything. And so <laughs> uh, when I hear that, I go, okay, so if you don't requalify for the forgiveness portion, what are the negative ramifications? It's not personally guaranteed and it wasn't based on your ability to repay it. Right. Um, what happens if you don't meet the full-time equivalent within the time frame allowed? I don't know, but mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting. And that's what there, this shows up so many times in the bill is this kind of repeated theme of the intent is not to scrutinize. In my opinion, the intent is to stimulate GDP. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's what it's there for. That's almost what they're all there for. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's, there's talk around being, you know, potentially two more rounds of funding, but less mm-hmm. focused on small business. Like I saw today, the enterprise was positioning um, for, for themselves to apply for some of this stimulus. Right. I mean, enterprise is a huge company and they, they laid off 90% of their workforce, uh, mm-hmm. which would chew up a majority of the available stimulus plan. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, uh, I've heard people predict that this 1 trillion isn't even going to come close to what really is needed. I've, I've heard, I've heard five and 6 trillion. Yeah. I mean, here's we're, we're in a really fascinating spot too, because there's some debate that you go for unemployment even right now. I mean, we're right, we yeah. in the math that um, in fact, I just had a tenant uh, text message me a couple of minutes ago that said, Hey, I lost my job. Um, and you know, they work in the restaurant industry, so mm -hmm. I'm sure they did. And, right. um, and so I lost my job. We can't pay, um, you know, pay the, the rent. Well, they work in the kitchen side. So they had a salary. My first response was, have you applied for the unemployment, um, uh, benefits that came by way of the CARES Act? Nope. What is that? Okay, great. Well, he actually has the ability to make more money now via the cares act for unemployment than he did while in his previous role so right knowledge is incredibly powerful right now which means from a recruiting standpoint how you position all of this is mm -hmm. you become the thought leader right? right you have the ability now to make calls and when you don't make your calls to people that you're looking to get in business with whether it's small businesses whether it's real estate agents whatever that is if you're not making calls you're actually doing the world a disservice Yep. Like understand that you choosing not to pick up the phone and share knowledge is you harming someone else's business. Mm -hmm. And if that can't motivate you to make the calls, you probably need to look for a different job. Yep. I agree. There's that equation, everybody. Recruiting <laughs> equals influence equals leadership. And, and that's true. I mean, being a thought leader, um, it, it, in my opinion, is putting a couple of things into, into thought and light there. Uh, because you need to, one, number, number one, go educate yourself. Yeah get educated yourself and then share that knowledge and share that wisdom as we talked about at the top of the show with other people. And, and to do that, you, you pick up the phone, you call them, right? You should be calling your database right now. You should be calling yeah. everybody to be that value provider. And when I say everybody, we're talking about the real estate space here. You should be recruiting right now, right? You should be hosting a podcast. You should be hosting a zoom right now for, for your database, sharing this data. Inside of that Zoom, you should also have, if you are an agent and you like to recruit or you're building your team or whatever it may be, invite people that are, are talent-based to that Zoom as well, right? So we can fit this all in there. Go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I, like I've, I've had this conversation with several people around like, is now the time to recruit or not? And mm -hmm. the answer is uh, yes and no in that you, you're just changing your message. Right. right now, the message is you're coming from contribution. And hey, I want to make sure that your business is positioned to, to survive where we are going. Right. Because right now what I see is there are still a lot of people in this early phase of grieving in that denial phase or maybe in that anger phase. And, and when you're a thought leader, you have the ability to share a thought that is contrary to what is um, the messaging around them, whatever company they're with right now. Because mm -hmm. very few organizations are having this conversation. And right. so you have the ability to get out in front of it. And, and when you share without expectation, there is that law of reciprocity that comes back with it. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's good stuff. There are a number of people who will lose their homes. Like that's the, that's the framework I keep operating from is if you do nothing, there will be mental, emotional, and economical fallout from it. I don't know what, I don't know to what degree, but what I do know is that recessions create depression and that mm -hmm. depression is within people and that creates alcoholism, that creates emotional abuse, mental abuse, suicide rates go up, 
physical abuse rates go up, there's a domino effect of when people lose money and lose hope. Mm. And if you can't call right now to share the hope, then this is a, this is a challenging business to be in because never has the job been easier than right now. Yep. And that's, that's very true. Being that thought leader is where, where our listeners need to get to and get yep. there fast. All right, my friend, I appreciate all this valuable, valuable information. Mr. Thought Leader himself, who's sitting in the closet right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. where, where can people go to find more out about Mr. Eric Forney? Yeah, so uh, Facebook's probably a good place to go. Obviously, um, you can look just by my name, Eric Forney. And then um, Instagram, we're at uh, Forney Group, F-O-R-N-E-Y-G-R-O-U-P. Uh, I will tell you, we have been real slow on social media within the last three weeks because mm-hmm. the world is rapidly uh, moving. And, and so posting fuzzy stuff uh, it seems like uh, business for another day. But yeah, we're trying to put out the, as much value add right now and as much thought as possible. So. Yep. Well, I know this podcast will go out because um, it is massive value add in this post- podcast straight from your mouth, my friend. Uh, Eric and I have known each other for quite some time. He's also in the group called Mr. Uh, go Abundance. he is. And, uh, you know, we, we've actually had webinars every single night at seven o'clock Eastern time that we've been getting on and learning all this information too. So I would say something else to our listeners is, is go find your tribe, right? Go find yeah. your people that you can hang with to learn from. And it's okay to ask questions. It's okay not to know the answers. Um, get into a room where you are the dumbest person and learn as much as you can yeah. from those people. It's what I would highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, Man, it's, so, it's wildly impactful. I mean, mm-hmm. like this is what you learn. I mean, we've talked about it before. Is I've been broke, and mm-hmm. um, the way out of being broke is knowledge. Yeah, and you you only get knowledge by being with more wealth determiners. Yep. Who's. Yeah. We call yeah. them who's. Yep. That's true. Um, well, good. Well, I look forward to being a part of that little series that you're putting together too. That's going to be fun. Broke to, to <laughs> wherever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then broke so again. Less broke. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> well, everybody, I, I am your host. Adam prepared. Roach. This has been the I love recruiting podcast with Mr. Eric Forney from Indianapolis. We will drop this tomorrow morning seven at 5 a.m. That will be uh, April 3rd. So be on the lookout for this show tomorrow. You can go to uh, Apple iTunes and subscribe and listen every Monday and Friday when we drop these podcasts. And uh, yeah, go find Eric Forney and we will talk to you next time. See you, bye. Thanks, Adam.